Hey, we have uh, Nick Eustachio on the phone. Is that Did I pronounce your, your name correctly? You did, actually. That's great. Very cool. Very cool. I'm uh, I'm from I'm from England, so I'm I'm really big on pronunciation. So, uh, plus I play a lot of metal from all over the world, and there are some funky names. <laughs> I know. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate know. it. Yeah, it's, it, I think it's important to pronounce people's names correctly, or at least take the time to attempt to do so. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat. I've had you know had the name my entire life. So whenever I see someone with, because uh, I um, I used to work at a coffee shop, so when people would show up like with their names, I just want to make sure that I get it right. Cause it's, it's your name; it matters, you know. Oh my God, my name is Zoran, uh, and I, I, th- I guess I roll the R's, um, and that th- throws people for a loop. So I, I just tell people to call me Z. It's easier that way, and it's not so annoying. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Shouldn't take it too personally, probably. So, uh, Nick, Nick, you're in the band. Uh, the, man, the band is uh, Monolith Zero. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Talk a little bit about the uh, the name and where that comes from, and uh, how many names uh, you went through before you uh, settled on that. Um, so, how I came up with that name uh, was as we. Already uh, covered. My name is Nick Eustachio, which doesn't really work um, as a project name. It's hard to spell, you know. So I decided that I was going to come up with like a um, almost like a pseudonym or an artist name, and I wanted to be called Monolith. But everybody has a project or a song called Monolith, so I decided to not call it Monolith. Figured I'd need to add something at the end. Um, I was a really big fan of Mass Effect. I still am. Uh, the video game series, and there's a character in there named Jack whose code name was Patient Zero. So I thought that, you know, Monolith Zero would be a really cool name. And, um, you know, retroactively it's come to mean, um, you know, like the human uh, perspective, you know, the first-person perspective where life is everything and nothing. Um, you know, the first-person perspective tells you that, like, you know, we're the most important person in our world. We're the main character. The world revolves around us, but yet everything in life is very meaningless. And, um, you know, life will still go on without you. So it's supposed to represent that dynamic. And how did you uh, first get into music? Who or what Who or what turned you on to heavy metal? Uh, my dad, actually. He... Um, I was a, a big fan of Green Day when I was younger. And my dad, at one point, we shared an iTunes library. and He downloaded a bunch of Metallica. Um, so it went on to my iPod. And I started listening to that, and I got into Metallica. I was already into Guns N' Roses, so it wasn't that too far of a, a jump because they used to tour. Um, and, you know, from there, I started getting into bands like Avenged Sevenfold and Slipknot and um, just kind of snowballed from there. And uh, what got you started playing music, and how old were you? I started playing music when I was around 12 or 13 years old. I started to learn guitar. I wasn't very good at it. Um, I started to learn drums because of uh, Joey Jordison from Slipknot. Uh, May he rest in peace. It was his uh, one-year anniversary of his death, I think, yesterday or so. 
Um, and I really wanted to learn how to play drums and be a musician because of that guy. Um, and I played drums for a few years in high school. I ended up giving that up and moved back to guitar because that was my first love. And um, I got re-inspired by people like Sinister Gates and Devin Townsend and um, started to, you know, really learn my chops um, on guitar. Uh, what record did you come into Event Sevenfold, and are you still with those guys? Yeah, I've actually I've gotten to to talk to them personally a bunch. Um, so I got into Event Sevenfold when I was really young, actually, because they were in a bunch of video games that I played. Like uh, Madden 2004 was, I think, the first time I ever heard of them, and then. Um, from there, like, you know, they were just kind of around, you know, they were on like MTV. Uh, I remember watching in like 2007 or 2008, uh, you know, Afterlife came on TV and I got to, you know, Sinister Gates with that solo was like, you know, it was mind mind blowing to me. And I've been a diehard fan ever since. Yeah, he has a, a very frantic, um, fast, uh, lead style, but then he also has a very melodic and soft, uh, slower style. Yeah, it's it's beautiful. He's playing. I I'm a really big fan of it, and uh, I actually was able to. I performed with him last month, actually, in New York City uh, at the Death Bath Club party. We sang that song together, so that was fun. Oh, what a treat that was. Um, what was the first riff you learned, and how much Event Sevenfold? Last Event Sevenfold question. Uh, how much Event Sevenfold? How much Event Sevenfold can you play? Um, to be honest, I can't play that much of it. You know, I my uh, guitar skills um, mostly are uh, in Devin Townsend's tuning, which is open C. Um, I learned. I think the first riff I learned might have been like. You know, everyone learns, um, you know, there's Smoke on the Waters and Iron Man and stuff like that. But the first song I think I remember learning was Brain Stew by Green Day. Um, I remember I had to tune my guitar to E-flat for that, and that was new. Um, so I'd say probably that. And then as far as Avenge stuff, like I can play some of the, the rhythm things, but all those lead stuff, I can't do that yet still. Talk a little bit about Secret Society, uh, Web3, and non-fungible tokens. Yeah, so Secret Society is our NFT project. Um, we just launched it on the 15th of this month, so um, July 15th. Um, and it's our Web3 endeavor. It's a fundraiser, um, essentially, for our band. It's no different than, like, you know, buying a T-shirt or, you know, picking up a record or two. Um we have a couple of different tiers in there. There's a founders tier, there's a members tier, and a free tier, which is my favorite part. Um, and people can grow and be a part of this community and, um, you know, get connected with us in ways that I feel like um, are take advantage of the new technology. Um, it allows us to really make a intimate relationship with people and um, allow them to be a part of 
our life and our world and we can be involved with theirs. Um, speaking of Avenged Sevenfold, they've been really, uh, um, really big supporters of Secret Society as well as I've gotten to know them. Um, so like Sinister Gates and M Shadows have, have shown their support and they're in our Discord and stuff. Um, then yeah, it's been really off, uh, really awesome so far. It's a new endeavor and I think that it's um, gonna blaze the way for a lot of independent bands to be, you know, truly independent and be able to make a living as as an artist in this year that we live in, 2022. The new album, your second, is uh, self-titled, un- unlike your first, and it, it's not named after a song. Yes. Well, the actually the first album was that song uh is if you've listened to it is an is an ambient piece and it's supposed to be like the overall, you know, great calm is like there was a stillness in my life and that I wanted to um I was experiencing a lot but I didn't know what to say. Uh with this new record, it's been a culmination of all of my writing, you know, I started really when I started to learn how to play guitar again for a second time was when I started to write music. And some of these songs have been with me for, you know, five, six, um, maybe even going on seven years. And um, it felt appropriate to title it Monolith Zero because it's, it's been the entirety of the experience, you know? And it's uh, self-released once once again. What would it take for you to sign to a uh, record label and uh, uh, share in your, obviously, your income? Because ultimately that's what signing to a label would be, correct? Um, Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's um, something that I've really considered so far. Uh, I've been really happy being independent, you know, especially with Secret Society now as well. Um, but if I was to sign to a record label, like it would probably have to be something that really um, elevated what I was able to do. You know, just like economies of scale. Um, I wouldn't want to sign with somebody that can only take me so far. Um, if they can take me to where I want to go and the dreams that I have for this and the goals that I have for, for Monolith, um, that would be the thing. And, you know, if we can sit down and figure out um, how we're going to do that and how we're able to accomplish that and they have a track record of it, then, you know, I'd be real interested in doing it. You've only had one lineup change in almost 10 years. Uh, what do you attribute that to? Um, just friendships, you know, I, with my bandmates, it's, you know, we're all really great friends and it's a really like a family environment. Um, you know, these guys are in it cause they love it. They're, you know, my ride or dies, you know, for better or for worse. Right. So I don't want to play with anybody else and, you know, I don't think that they want to either. So it's, um, it's been a really positive experience. You know, we've been a band really since 2018. Um, so 
you know, we've grown together, we've learned together, and, um, you know, just like with anything else, like a marriage or something like that, or a relationship, like, you know, you continue to live and grow and learn with the people that you're you're with, so. Who is in your soup, in your dream supergroup, and what's your most prized music collectible? Oh, oh, man. Um... I'd say my dream supergroup probably has to be uh, Joey Jordison on drums, um, Devin Townsend on vocals, Sinister Gates on guitar, and um, I probably even get Jason Newstead on on bass. I think um, I think that would crush. And um, as far as my favorite music collectible. Um, Going back to Web3, I think I got to say uh, my Death Bass Club token because that has changed my life um, significantly over the past few months. Well, Nick, uh, thank you for taking the time to talk to us. Do you have any final thoughts uh, or dirty jokes you'd like to share with uh, the people listening to this here on Metal Gods Radio? Oh, man. Um Everyone's going to hate me for this, but uh, Z, do you know the difference between Paul Walker and Betty White? Please enlighten us. <laughs> um, well, Paul Walker hit 100 when he died. <laughs> nice. Very good. Very good. Well, thanks for, uh, like, uh, like I said, uh, thanks for taking the time to talk to us. Look forward to uh, seeing you if, uh, when you make it to these parts. Uh, uh, have a great day. Thank you, Z. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you. Likewise. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs>